my thought is as much personalization as I can bring to my website is going to help renters that come and stay with me kind of understand a little bit about who we are as a family and also our community. Welcome to Mitten Money, delivering insights from Michigan-based business leaders, big and small. William Zank, host of Mitten Money at TriStar Trust, loves nothing more than creating this masterclass so that you can get insight to guide your leadership journey in just under 30 minutes. Subscribe today and connect with William at mittenmoney.com. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Mitten Money. So with the advent of the internet, it's never been easier to do research on pretty much anything, which for many people, this has included vacation rentals. With the allure of owning property in your favorite town, combined with the possibility of making money off it, why wouldn't this be a good idea? While this can be a good idea, there's some work that has to be done before diving in. So as you can guess, this is the topic of today's conversation. I chat with Kim and Daniel Guest, who own the Little Yellow Cottages in Port Austin, Michigan. They are some of the nicest people that I've met and share so many valuable tips on owning their vacation property. This includes why they got in vacation rentals, how they make their property stand out in a tourist town, and so much more. So welcome, Kim and Daniel, to Mint Money. So Dan and Kim, for the listeners who may not know, you mind giving me a brief introduction on yourself and what attracted you to vacation rentals? From your website, it looks like you both have a great background in business. So both Kimberly and myself have a background in business. We've been working in the corporate world for years. Currently, Kimberly's on a a sabbatical to help raise our our three-year-old toddler. I'm retired. I'm (laughs) (laughs) I left corporate to stay home and take care of the dogs, the cats, the bird, the kid, all those fun things. And as much as we like our, you know, being in the business world and having jobs, it's always, I would think our goal for ourselves has always been to be our own boss and try to find a way that we can be self-sufficient without having to rely on a, on a nine to five corporate job and, and being in the corporate world where we're tied down to one specific location at all times. So this is a way for us to, if nothing else, maybe try to retire early or make extra money so we can have extra money on vacations and just an extra way for us to bring more income. So then at some point, you know, if we continue going on, it can help pay for college. It can help pay for our own vacation house, you know, because as nice as it is to have a vacation rental, it's if you're in it, that means, you know, somebody else isn't. It costs money to stay there. So we technically don't even have a vacation house during the summer up there for us. So that's, that's a way for us to may hopefully turn that into a way for us to make money up there too. Of course, that makes great sense. I know for a lot of people, the whole rental market with its passive, and I say passive loosely because I know we might dive into some other things with your guys' experience with rentals where it may not have been so passive, but I know for a lot of people, it can be more of a passive form of income. And so before you took the initial plunge, what outside research did you do into this? And did something attract you more to vacation rentals versus what most people think of for rentals, which would be single family or multifamily rentals? So the initial plunge, I would say, is we currently already had one rental that we've had for a house that we had as our a house that we had together. And then we saved our money to buy our current house and kept that as a rental for about six, seven years. And it was going well and we were doing well with it. But in the housing market in this area, it was very difficult to find a another house to really kind of expand on our rental income in the area. So we started searching a little bit more outside of a Metro Detroit area. We really liked the thumb area because it's proximity and we liked going up there ourselves. So we landed on this vacation spot, which was probably a little bit more than we wanted. 
it had a good reputation. It had pretty good sales numbers. And based on the thoughts of, hey, if we did this and this and this, and we changed a few things, updated a few things, we really thought we could make it a, a good business model where with us not being in the town and on site, it was a way that we could still do it from home and fill in the pieces with people in the area. So I know for a lot of people, when it comes to the research aspect, some people may turn to friends and family. Other people may turn to online resources, You know, whether that's a simple Google search or maybe they they go on bigger pockets. And so for you, was this like a accumulation of, you know, you have that knowledge for the single family rentals, but then also you're doing some research on the side for vacation rentals. Would you say that was, you know, maybe through friends and family or more through research online or books? So I think a big reason what kind of drove us to this was we were looking originally for a house for ourselves that would have been somewhere within the thumb. And we were thinking, okay, we'll find something for ourselves and then we'll share that with family and hopefully rent that on you know, Airbnb or some type of rental platform to help kind of cover the cost for us to be able to have that home. And I'd have to say that we just jumped into these six rentals kind of on a whim. We took a look at them, we walked through them, and we agreed that it would be too much work. And then we put in an offer about two days later, and it was accepted. So we really what attracted us to this area and kind of what we were thinking, and it definitely applied our background in business, as well as working with the rental that we have locally here, as well as kind of understanding the market and how that goes. And as Dan said, we found that having a vacation rental was a faster way for us to make short-term income because we were having constant turnovers. And so far it's year one has been great. We're, you know, enjoying it and making the best of it. And I would say just to add on to kind of your, your one question about the research too, is we did do quite a bit of internet searching, see what kind of turnover you get in the summer. And we would, would look to see what kind of rentals people got in the winter, look at rates, people in the area, what their availability was, you know, what their availability is for next year. How quickly do they do they rent out for the next summer? And then we took a look at what their books were. Problem was a lot of their books were cash business and not necessarily good at financial auditability, which added a different wrinkle into trying to get a loan. But we could take that data, write up our own business plan, create a cash flow forecast, a model of, hey, these are the things we got to check. This is our minimum, we expect to do it and built our business plan off of, I would say, not worst case scenario, but a very conservative approach of what we thought we would get for rental income. That's amazing. And so I think something really unique about you guys is your website and really how much you guys personalize it. You guys did an amazing job listing out the information in the area, the homes, and a really nice bio about yourself. And so when you were thinking about designing your business and building it intentionally, was that also done intentionally? Um, absolutely. So I really enjoy to write. I find a lot of fulfillment in doing that. And so being able to kind of craft our website to explain a biography for each one of us, as well as each one of our pets, which is on the website, and kind of go through and explain the layout of each cottage and, and as much detail as we can. My thought is as much personalization as I can bring to my website is going to help renters that come and stay with me kind of understand a little bit about who we are as a family and also our community. So trying to make that stand out continues to be an ongoing challenge that we've been taking on and we've really been enjoying it. And I think that that definitely helps us stand out a little bit within within the area. And Yeah, no, it's Tim has did a great job with the write-up. I can take zero credit for that at all. I don't have... I can't write like that. That bio probably took her about six minutes where it would have taken me six days of editing peer reviews and, and coming back to it. 
but I think the important thing is we wanted to show, hey, we are we're a family. We're people. This isn't a a multi-billion dollar organization. It's it's Kim, Dan, and Lottie and our dogs, and we're trying to make a living. And this is what we we really enjoy this area. We want to share it and we want to make it better. So we try to do a little personalization to say, hey, how was your stay? Let us know so we can go back and we kind of want to build a community within not only the community, the people who stay with us and they know that, yeah, okay, I, I talked to Kim and Dan, they gave good recommendations and, and they liked this and they like this and these are the changes we saw. So, And that's something that we do as well when we have future guys give us a call or reach out to us and ask us about the area, the cottages themselves. We try to make it as unique as possible. Obviously, everyone's personality is different, so we kind of cater it to each person that we're working with, but we'll also follow up with lots of emails. And we love talking about Port Austin. So it's not really just talking about the cottages. We try to include as much information as we can about the area and just personalize it. So that way people feel welcome and want to either book with us or remember us and plan to book with us in the future. Oh, for sure. And I think for some people too, they can tell the amount of time that you put into the website, you know, is pretty well going to equivalent over to the amount of time and effort you guys spend into making that guest experience top notch too. And so I think that's wonderful. And so amidst owning this rental, you know, within Port Austin, which is a pretty big tourist town in Michigan, how do you make the little yellow cottages stand out? I think the best way we can try to make it stand out is just the uniqueness of our property. And that's big thing that's really drove us to one purchase the property and invest into it is we are Across the street from the farmer's market. And who's ever been to Port Austin knows the farmer's market. And if you haven't been to Port Austin, you should check out the farmer's market. It's, it's insane. It's huge. There's vendors everywhere. It's really, really well done. So that's a really nice thing is proximity to that. People like to vacation with friends and family too. That's another big thing. But you can't always stay in the same house. You know, not everybody wants to get a giant house and stay together, but people like to stay with each other. So we have six cottages where you could have six families all have your own little property, but, and then you can share a community space with each other, but also have like, okay, I've had enough of my sister. I really love her, but I need to step away so I can go back to my cottage and we can start again tomorrow. Or I want to spend time with my siblings or my friends and someone can watch the kids in another cabin too. It's just nice to be able to have your own shower, your own kitchen, your own coffee pot. We've definitely traveled with family and we've shared the same, you know, community space where we've all been in the same living room with the same kitchen. And after a while, you know, you can love your family, but only for so long. So it's nice to have that opportunity to kind of be a part. And that's really what we think makes the Little Yellow Cottages unique. There's a lot of vacation rental and a lot of places to stay up there. They don't all have that community space, which I feel like helps us kind of stand out. And that's something that we really try to market. That's really wonderful. And so something else interesting is the use of having community space that can be used by anyone staying at your rentals. And so what was the thinking behind this? We definitely would have to give, obviously, the credit to the original builders of the Little Yellow Cottages, which were built in the 1930s. I believe they started with just four cottages and then they've been expanded upon. We do have additional space where we could potentially add on additional cottages, but we, we really do like having that open space. I'm not sure if you've been to the Porch Fest in Port Austin, but they have a really big... It's a Saturday in June and the entire town kind of shuts down where people will have a band on their porch. So literally you can just walk to the town and there'll be 15 bands playing on 15 different houses for two hours. And then 15 new bands play for two hours on 15 different houses. And so 
we offered to put up a, a space like that. And they said, well, you really don't have a porch, but you do have a nice green space. So we became, we've anointed ourselves the unofficial after party for Porch Fest, where we use that green space, not only for the people on staying on site, but that we had a band and we had a band in there and everyone was able to come and sit down, bring your own chairs and have snacks and a beverage if you brought it to yourself. And it's a nice space that we try to find a different use for. So for example, someone stayed over Labor Day and they had a big birthday party out there and they were able to put a bounce house on it. And, and we have a fire pit. So at the end of the day, people can go out there and you may not know the people's staying two doors down from you, but if there's a bonfire and it's a nice way to sit and talk and meet and We've had people come back and after their stay say, hey, you know, I really we met the people in cottage number three and they were so nice. And, you know, we were talking about trying to come back up next year at the same time with them. So as much as it is a, a small community space for the people on site, we're trying to also make it a larger that it can be used by just the community for different things like that as well. With what you guys both know now, what is something that you would advise against for people who are interested in getting started in vacation rentals? I don't know if it's advice against, but it's probably some of the biggest difficulties we have is in the vacation rental is you have to be close. You can't be too far. I mean, you can be, but you're going to pay for it, right? If a hot water tank goes, which happened when we were opening the cottages for the first time this year, we had two hot water tanks break and we had renters come in two weeks. We've had the most interesting things happen our first year in business. And a lot of it things that we would never have expected. We had a possum pass away underneath one of our decks, which ended up making one of our cottages smell just absolutely awful. And our cleaning girl had walked through it and had said, you know, something died in here. And and us living in the city, we were like, what is she talking about? Where she's being dramatic. No, literally a possum went and passed away underneath cottage number six. So we dealt with that right before Memorial Day. And we've had two hot water tanks when we went to turn them back on right before we opened for May rusted out and flooded two of our bathrooms. So we were ripping those out and replacing them and and putting in new hot water tanks and a lot of unique things. We've had plumbing issues, all kinds of things that we didn't expect, but comes with homeownership. And I would just say when it comes to someone else looking into this, just be prepared for like a toilet handle to fall off or a, a doorknob to be loose or blinds to fall off the window. Just absolute bizarre things that you wouldn't think think of until it does happen. One of the challenges I think that we both agree on, it's both a positive and a negative, return renters. Having guests that have stayed with us with the cottages for 10 years, interested in coming back to stay with us. Some of them have been absolutely phenomenal and really supportive and excited to see the changes. And then some of them don't want any of those changes and they want everything to have been the same and can be probably some of our most harsh critics. But we've been very fortunate And the fact that we've asked for direct feedback from renters, whether they're new or they stay with us in the past, and they've given us really good direct feedback that has been really helpful for us. So I think advising anyone against doing something like this, probably not. I would say, you know what, if you think it's in your heart and you have the time and this is something that you want to do, then then, then do it, you know, as long as you have the financial means. But just know that it's going to be a bumpy road. There's no smooth transition to, and to anything like this, just like any business owner would know. But when you're jumping in and you're buying six little houses versus one, there's a slew of challenges that just come along. And again, it's up in the country. It, it's not in Metro Detroit, where we're from. So there's a lot of different things that come along with that. We've had we had renters check into one of our cottages and they called us and said, hey, there's a mouse in this cottage. And you know we're 
panicking and we're we're downstate we're trying to figure out what to do and we have our cleaning girl going and buying mouse traps and peanut butter to set them and help and it turns out it was just one mouse and it was caught and it was all handled and we've had great people that stay with us and have made the best of it and we've just been really really lucky to have the renters that we've had so anyone going into this type of business hopefully they would have the same type of experience that we had and make the best of their situation as well that's wonderful. And so now moving ahead to our lightning round of questions. And so what would you guys say is your most important daily habit? We talked about this one and we were trying to figure out what that would be. And we don't know if we really have one. Dan and I are both fly by the seat of our pants kind of people. We just, you know, you wake up in the day just takes flight and we go along, especially with having a three-year-old. It's like living with the Tasmanian devil. So my daily habit personally at home would be every day I wake up and I make my bed. That's because then I feel like I've got my act together. I might have my house in an absolute mess and laundry is not done and dishes are everywhere, but at least I've made my bed. So I've got that. I would say my daily habit is creating lists. It's just to-do lists. Sometimes that list comes back from three days ago and you kind of keep adding to it. But I think it's important for me to set things that I want to get accomplished and check them off and try to make them small at times because sometimes you set big goals and they may not be achieved in that daily process, but it's, hey, I need to send an email. I need to pay this bill. And there's a certain satisfaction about writing that check or crossing that out just to get that done. So I think it's, for me, it's important just to mark things and accomplish them by creating my list. What would you guys say is your favorite TV or streaming show that you're currently watching or have recently? We watch everything. And we also feel like we don't watch anything because we're constantly being pulled in different directions. We tried to think about this one and we're happy to just have five minutes to ourselves, whether that's a sporting event on TV or gosh, a commercial, but we've watched so many things. We watch new girl. We're watching lock and key where we were watching Lucifer. I mean, truly we, we watch romantic comedies down to the horror, horror movies, whatever. I really can't pin it. There's nothing currently that we're binging. I, I wish that was the case, but currently our lifestyle, we just don't have time to sit down and do that, which Although I do have the new season of Better Call Saul lined up because we're going on a vacation. So I had to get some of those lined up on my tablet to watch that. So that's that's my current show. We have our own shows that we watch together, but that's the one that I, I would say I've lined up to if I get if I can get a 40 minute break from everybody when they're sleeping on an airplane, I'll try to watch that. So if you guys could be remembered for just one thing, what would it be? I think that we both can agree on this one and that we would want to be reminded for being kind and hopeful. We both try to go out of our way to help others whenever we can. And that that's really what makes us enjoy what we're doing with the cottages because we we both we want everyone to look back and think, wow, you know, Dan and Kim are really nice people and we really enjoyed our time with them and and to just remember us for our personalities. And I think it's to go along with that, with the business that we're in is it's vacation, right? We value vacation. We value time with family. So that's where I want to make sure that people look back and remember us as kindness. And, and along those lines, when they stay with us, they remember, wow, I really had a nice time. And it may not may not be the actual moments or they just remember the whole experience as being a very good space for them and a, and a good time that they enjoyed it with their family and friends. And they have a few memories they can always go back to and remember. And hopefully we somehow have a piece of that, that we can help make that for people. Of course, that's wonderful. And so for those who want to learn more about either of you or your business, what are some good resources for the listeners out there? So a big one is obviously going to be social media. We have a pretty strong presence on Facebook. We do our 
best to post different updates and different things that we're doing. That's a, a big one to follow. We've talked about creating an email newsletter, but then we realized we don't want to just fill up people's emails. So we've never gotten that far. We do have an Instagram, which I think has one picture on it. So at some point, maybe we'll have two, but we have not put the effort into Instagram at this time. But the biggest thing would be following us on Facebook or just reaching out to us, going on our website, calling us, emailing us. We are happy to talk to anybody who wants to talk to us. We love talking about the cottages, the community ourselves. I'll talk to anybody about my day or, or my daughter or what I'm making for dinner. So if anyone wants to reach out to us, we are happy to share as much or as little as they want to hear. Our Facebook and our webpage are the two best places. You know, the Facebook gives kind of updates of what's going on, but then our webpage is the best place to book a reservation, learn about the cottages and see pictures and learn just what we have to offer, what we're staying, what you can get when you stay there. Well, perfect. That sounds great. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode with Mid Money. Please don't forget to follow our podcast so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. You've been listening to Mitten Money, sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at tristartrust.com. <laughs>